Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. This is The Driver's Seat, and I haven't said this since July, but it is race week, everyone. (laughs) How good. Finally. So good. Finally. Yeah, well, I don't care that it's four weeks at Sydney Motorsport Park. I would, I would happily do twelve <laughs> weeks at Winton. Actually, maybe not. But uh, oh, ease up, hey, just ease up, Turbo. <laughs> no one would do twelve weeks in a row at Winton. Let me give you the strong tip. Uh, yes, you are listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Things of the, the vibe is so good in the studio. We are counting down towards a big four solid weeks of racing at Sydney Motorsport Park. But we got to get to our feature interview, and uh, this bloke. He's a friend of the driver's seat, and he's been in the news a fair bit, but uh, we have to do a proper intro before we get to our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. 22-year-old, originally from Adelaide, now based on the Gold Coast. His dream big was the hashtag, and he's done it. He wins the Dunlop Super 2 crown in 2017. And that got you animated. It was fabulous. Wasn't it good? What a superstar performance by young Todd Hazelwood. Yeah, you can't argue with Mark Scaife there. He is our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask mechanic for Ryko Filters. Please welcome from Brad Jones Racing, the one and only Todd Hazelwood. Thanks, guys. Great to be back on the show once again with you all. And like you guys said, it's race week. Bring it on. Boogity, boogity. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go racing, boys. Hey, uh, Todd, Matt McKeldin here, mate. Congratulations. Um, it needs to go to you because although we haven't finished the season, the big one for you, obviously, is essentially you're coming home. You're coming back to Matt Stone Racing. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, great to be returning back to the team. They gave me my first shot in a supercar, and uh, obviously we feel like we've both got unfinished business and can't wait to team up once again for the next two years. Obviously, it's a really exciting time with supercars going to Gen 3, and I feel that the team at Matt Stone Racing are really well positioned. So, uh, yeah, obviously the news today of Jack LeBrock also being signed. They've got some great news coming uh, in the future as well with some great additions to the team. So, yeah. You know, but they're going from strength to strength and can't wait to be a part of it and go racing um, into next year with the team. Hey, mate, uh, just wondering, was there any tense moments? I mean, there's been a lot of seat shuffling and we're like, where's Todd going to go? You know, when, <laughs> when things have, we thought, you know, you were obviously leaving BJR and then when Nick obviously announced that he wasn't going to be there, we're thinking, oh, maybe Todd's now going to be the leader. And then we're like, what's going on here? So 
was there any tense moments through those months? Oh, look, like as you guys know, it's um, this game doesn't stop even when the racing stops. There's plenty going on behind the scenes. But, you know, Matt reached out to me and, um, you know, it was a pretty straightforward deal, to be honest. So, um, look, it was a pretty easy conversation with Matt. Obviously, we've worked together in the past and, you know, once I understood what was put in place, it was a bit of a no-brainer from my point of view. So, uh, yeah, look, it's um, yeah, it's one of those things that, as you, as you guys have seen, there's been plenty of movements. It's, <laughs> You know, it's yeah. funny, at the start of this year, I thought once COVID interrupted our sport once again, I sort of thought to myself that, you know, maybe there won't be so much movement because everyone will try and just get through this year and go into Gen 3 with some form of stability. And, you know, I certainly got that wrong because even myself, <laughs> you know, there's been people going left, right and centre and I can't even keep up with it myself. So, it's yeah, it's certainly been a pretty brain-frying last few months, but um, you're honestly just super happy to... Yeah, to be returning back to the team at MSR, and you know, as I said, we've got unfinished business together, and yeah, can't wait to see what we can what we can do. And will you move move back to the Gold Coast, Todd, or are you going to stay in Victoria or wherever you live at the moment? Look, to be honest, I can't wait to move my stuff out of Melbourne. <laughs> I moved to Melbourne and started last year, and I've hardly been there since, to be honest. So <laughs> the joint basically kicked me out of there. So I think that's a good excuse to just pack up and, and leave. Yeah. So um, look, I've always wanted to be close to a team and you know part of my reasons why I moved to Melbourne was to sort of still have the hustle and bustle of being in the city but still be within driving distance to BGR and um, obviously yeah that all finishes up so after Bathurst I'll go home and I'll pack up my bags and I'll, I'll move once again so like all drivers I basically live out of a suitcase anyway so it won't take yeah. too long for me so it's all good. <laughs> hey mate last time you were at MSR speaking of MSR you, you were basically on your own weren't you? You know, it was a brand new team, fresh into the main game from Super 2. You'd won the Super 2 championship. A little bit different story now. You know, they've they've obviously had a few seasons under their belt with a couple of young drivers, and now you've got Jack LeBrock there as a, as a solid teammate for you, um, obviously, to, um, to bounce ideas off and try to develop that team forward. Is that going to be uh, – is that exciting for you, obviously, considering last time you were there you were, you were the, the Lone Ranger? Oh, you've hit the nail on the head there, Steve, to be honest. Um, and, you know, as you said, the capability of the team has stepped up massively in the last 24 months since I've been absent from the team. Obviously, just from the outside looking in, you know, as you said, you know, they've gone from one to two cars. They've stepped up the, the capability both at the workshop and what they do at the events, both on and off track is a lot better. Um, so, yeah, look, if, you know, that was part of my reason of returning because I can see the potential of the team and, and also what they've got in place moving into the Gen 3 era as well. You know, they're a team on the upwards trajectory um, and I've always been a big believer of, uh, you know, what the people in charge there are capable of doing. So, yeah, from my point of view, it was an easy decision to make because of those reasons. And, yeah, as I said with Jack, you know, I've raced alongside Jack since Super 2. We had a pretty healthy, um, solid, um, also, I suppose, sort of rivalry in Super 2, but we always had a pretty good level of respect for each other. And, you know, really looking forward to working with him because we're probably at a similar sort of point in our career where we're hungry for more. We've both driven a triple eight equipment as well. And, you know, hopefully we can put our heads together and come up with some, you know, some good packages to, for us to both get some good success. So, Todd, listen, just between you, me, Nimsy and Steve, just four blokes at the bar. Chatting at the bar. Chatting at the <laughs> bar. No one's listening. No one cares. A bar, that, a bar that also has like about 20,000 people also tuning and texting in. But, um, Shh, don't, don't say that. Don't say and that. who's sharing this link? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what, what, what happened? Like BJR has, is typically a long-term home for people. 
Um, there seems to have been a bit of a, an exodus, obviously, out of BJR with yourself going and Nick going. What happened? What what happened there? Have you divorced amicably, or you know, is it a bit? Is it not very nice? What happened there? No, look from from Brad and I's point of view, we're fine. Um, I don't really know what happened between Nick and Brad. That's probably a that's probably mm-hmm. a worthy of another podcast, I would say. Um, <laughs> but uh, look from from Brad and I's point of view, look, uh, we sort of we've been in discussions all year about what we do going into the future, and yeah, look, it's just one of those things we. We both sort of agree on what what where they're going, where I'm going, and it's, yeah, we just I suppose agree to to separate and, and go different ways. So uh, look, no hard feelings. Like like I uh, I said to Brad, and he said, look, we've we've worked together multiple times over multiple years in the past. So you know, I'm a big believer of never burning bridges. You always want to try and end things on on a good note, and you know, yeah. who knows? You never know when we can end up back together again in the future. But yeah, so. Yeah, from Brad and I's point of view, it's just yeah, one of those things. But you know, I had a I had a great opportunity at MSR to, to progress my career and, and have also have some stability with a two year program put in front of me as well. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, like as you guys know, it's, it's one of those things. And yeah, try not to burn your bridges along the way, basically. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say, man. If there's any advice I can give, being a middle aged bloke out of the sport, <laughs> not an old bloke, uh, never burn your bridges because it's such a small industry, isn't it? Um, you know, supercars and and the top. Top tier of, of motorsport in Australia. It's it's very, uh, it's very a very small road. niche, isn't it? It's a very small yeah. niche. Oh, it is. It is. You know, everyone knows everyone, and whether whether it be engineers, pit crew, drivers, everyone sort yep. of works around with each other in some way. And you know, I've always been a big believer with motorsport. Although it's you know, we put our, our heart on our sleeves and we're passionate. And we want to get success and this, that, and the other. At the end of the day, it is a big big business. And if you're not business minded, and if you don't treat these elements that are put in place for a reason, um, it'll bite you on the backside. There's no point getting emotional or, or upset about, you know, whether someone doesn't want you in the team or, if, you know, things change over time. There's no point getting angry about it. You just got to learn from it and deal with it. And then, you know, one, like anything, one door closes, another one opens. So, uh, yeah. That's what, yeah. So, so last time at SMP, uh, it's a track where you got your first podium. You and the BJR cars were actually really fast there last year. So I would imagine you'll be hunting down a bit more of that silverware that you got. I know it's a different, like it's a totally different uh, race format and that sort of stuff with regard to soft and hard tyres last time. I I know you've got them there, but I don't think you can mix them. Am I correct? You can't mix them this time? Well, there's that many different formats. I can't keep up. So I've only read the first first weeks of sub-regs and I thought I'll I'll just summarise that one and remember that because otherwise I'll forget what I'm doing this weekend, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, look, it's um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, as you said, you know, we had some good success there last year. Our cars were fast. Um, we were on track for a really good result in the first weekend there before we had a roll bar failure. Um, we were sort of on track for second, if not a fighting for a win potentially. But and then the second one with the two two fought, two tire format, we got a podium, which was great. But um, yeah, we sort of went away from last year at SMP thinking that we should have probably done better, but didn't. Um, like everyone sort of summarises their weekend, I guess, but. We generally felt that we should have been on the podium both both weekends there, and we'd come away with a third. So it wasn't all bad, but you know we're certainly highly motivated to go into the next four weeks now with a, a you know hopefully a, a proven package that we can you know put the car on the track, be competitive, and be fighting towards the front, and ultimately try and finish. Or, or I suppose start where we finished our last event in Townsville. You know we're only we finished fourth in the last race that we did in supercars. So um, you know it'd be great to continue that form and, and keep punching towards the front of the field. Do you like racing at night, mate? I do. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. You know, I, I was actually only having a conversation with a friend here just before, um, saying how 
how nerve-wracking it was uh, driving in the dark in 2018, but they've since yeah. uh, done a, a lot of work and investment in, in the lighting and the facilities there, and it's fantastic. It's Everyone loves driving and racing at night. The cars feels like they're going about 100 k's faster than what they actually are. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it should be cool. I actually did a, a night of racing speedway carts the other night, and that was under lights as well. So I sort of feel like I've got the edge of my competitors. I've done a bit of night racing behind the scenes, and no one knows about mm. it. So hopefully oh, I'm in a good go. position. Right? There you go. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Because, uh, you know, you've been on pole before in the championship. Well, I don't know. Once you get there you know what car you've got, right? And you know what situation you're in. You know you know that every week you are not necessarily going to have the fastest car. But once there you are you know, on pole, is, is it frustrating, Todd, to know that you don't have the consistency of car every week to whack her up on pole? Yeah, and it's a battle of the mindset too because you, you want to get your mindset in the, or in the frame of mind that you want to be hungry, you want to try and, get everything out of the weekend absolutely possible by you know heavily investing time into what you need to do but at some at some stages it actually becomes quite demoralizing and puts you in the wrong frame of mind because you get so frustrated because you're not getting the results that you feel like you should be getting with the work that you're putting in so you kind of get this catch-22 process of don't work yourself up too much but work yourself up enough so if something does happen or something you know if you do get the right car and the right opportunity and the right setup window and all the other stuff all your worlds align that you are actually ready for this and, and you're capable of doing the job. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's one of the unique things in, in, in particularly high-level professional motorsport where, you know, the, what's perceived as, you know, an equal playing field and this, that and the other, but there's an array of challenges to actually be successful. And, you know, that's where I dip my hat, my hat to the guys that are at the front and, and winning all the time because that's, at the end of the day, that's the unique thing with motorsport. You know, we all, all drivers are good. Um, and all, all the capabilities of all the people and personnel and players are all good. But at the end of the day, you, you need to have every aspect absolutely nailed to get success, whether that be having the better sponsors or this, that and the other. It all, there's a big list of reasons why people don't get success in motorsports. So until, you, until you're absolutely nailing every element, you've got you to sort of be realistic with yourself and go, well, that's, that's why, we're not being, yep. why we're not winning. So um, yeah. you know, I sort of try to bring it all back into real life perspective to try and not you know on the days that aren't going well sort of put okay i know why so um but when the days are good i'm I'm fit and ready for it and we hope that when gen 3 rolls around at the start of 2023 um that sort of inconsistency is going to be less and less between the haves and the have-nots in our sport i'm hoping i mean i know that's what the that's what the thought process, as it is with Formula One and the 2022 rules. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Um, mate, you've been very generous with your time. Just I've, I've got one more, and then Stevie's got one more for you. But this weekend, SMP, under lights, traditionally we've seen the teams get a little bit funky, get a little bit wild, get a little bit silly. They put on funky liveries and, and LED lights in the cabin. And is neons. What can, neons. neons. What yeah. livery can we expect from you this weekend, your major partner? And have, have you guys gone and, you know, strung a set of LEDs underneath or anything like that? 
Oh, I haven't spoken to Brad yet about what he's got planned, but I could probably do something funky inside the car just for a laugh if you guys want. So I think absolutely. I could, uh, put some di- Christmas lights inside the car. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A disco globe would be perfect. <laughs> let the imagination go wild. I don't know. Come up yeah. with an idea and let me know. <laughs> it's not like they're going to fire you, mate, or you're going to have to leave in protest because yeah. you're out of there. So <laughs> go at it. Go hard. Exactly. Hey, speaking about the last, speaking about his last race, Bathurst, mate, you um, – you must be pretty pumped. You got Dean Fiore with you, and he's he's a good steerer. He knows what he he, Fonzie. he yeah, yeah. Alphonse. He knows what he what he can do. He's solid as um. He, he you know I don't want to put the moz on you here, but he doesn't make mistakes. He <laughs> oh he he's didn't uh, say that. I, I did say you that. didn't say that. No, but oh, I, I trust Fonz. Bad luck, so it's all no, good. It's all good. <laughs> just you know, I mean, first things first. Apart from talking, your you know obviously your co-driver up. Are you gonna wear like chamois loafers to the to the track like he does <laughs> yeah look at it yeah we'll be working with the fonds is pretty cool um yeah look i i haven't had that much to do with dean to be honest until um the start of this year and i you know big push for me was to have someone in my corner for bathurst biggest race of the year with someone yeah. with experience like you said steve someone that's done the job very solid understands the role knowing that you know nine times out of ten you're going to have someone that does a very good job and puts you in a good position for that last end of the part of the race. So, um, yeah, look, oh, he, I was super impressed with him at, at our test day early on in the year. Um, he just jumped in. He was like a duck to water. Never driven the BJR car before. His feedback yeah. was awesome. Sort of liked the way I, I was, my mentality of setting the car up and stuff. And, yeah, we get along really well. And, yeah, looking forward to Bathurst because, you know, I've, you know, Bathurst has been one of those places for me where I really haven't had a strong run. I've, I've got the, probably one of the worst stats. I haven't actually finished... Bathurst on the lead lap yet um, since 2017 till this year. I've had a horrid run, um, and every year, basically, I've worked with a rookie. And being a rookie myself at Bathurst, I do understand the challenges, but it somewhat sort of hurt us in the last few years of trying to ultimately, yeah, get that result and, and you know, be in the hunt towards the end. So, yeah, big push for me, as I said, was to yeah, get Fonz in place this year. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do because, as you said, I think he's going to be a a great asset for the team and I for, for Bathurst and you know, love to finish the year on a high. That would be awesome. And, and he he wanted to drive with you knowing you haven't finished one on the lead lap yet? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him that. <laughs> I didn't tell him. <laughs> but um, no, nah, yeah, nah. it should be good. You've done. You've. You. It's a. It's a super co-driver there, man. And I. I, I know him really, really well. Super He's solid. raced for DJR in the past, and I can't speak yeah. highly enough of him. So I think you're going to have a great time down there. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. So, yeah, as I said, look, I hadn't had much to do with him, but everything I've done with him this year has been really impressive. And, yeah, just a really cool down-to-earth guy as well. Um, so, yeah, I feel like we get along really well. Well, Todd, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate, but um, we, we'll let you go and go well this weekend at, uh, at SMP and the following weekend and the weekend after that. And, and then the weekend after that. <laughs> the weekend after that. So, but uh, but uh, I think we we're all absolutely stoked to see the, the homecoming of you going back to MSR. And, and don't sell yourself short too, because I mean, when, when you left MSR at the end of 2019, uh, you know, they were a different team, you're a different team. Now you're coming back. They, they've, they've shown that, you know, they can qualify cars towards the front. You've, you're a proven pole getter. You've got a podium under your belt. So this is going to be a match made in heaven. And we're really looking forward to see what you guys can do next year. So uh, go well for the rest of this year. And we can't wait to see what happens in 2022. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate the time. Great to have a chat with you all. And uh, look forward to uh, hopefully chatting towards the end of the year. And yeah, bring on 2022.
Fingers crossed there. That was uh, Todd Hazelwood joining us on The Driver's Seat. Our feature interview for Ryko Felders, Ask Mechanical Ryko Felders, the professional's choice. Have a look at the text line, boys. It's gone mad. Has it? It's gone mad. Yeah, it has. And I think that one of the things that we know about Todd, because of the way he came up through the sport, Steve, like Todd, Todd dead set used to sell sausages at Bunnings. Yep to help fund his racing. So he's kind of an, an everyday guy. He's kind of one of us. Well, we've always, yeah. and I've always said that he's been one of, he's the, one of the hardest working yeah. drivers yeah. on that grid just to get to that grid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ross from Envy's text in, he said, so happy to know that Todd has a seat for the next few years. Ever since Formula Ford, not just talent, the sheer effort and determination he and his family have put in shows Todd deserves a spot on the grid. Ross, you're 100% right, mate. And uh, he's got talent too. He's fast. You, you, you don't put a car on pole position, let alone a Brad Jones car on pole position, um, <laughs> if you don't have talent. I mean, fair dinkum, Nimsy. I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but you've got to call this sport what it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there are haves and have-nots. And the majority of the time, BJR is bordering on the have-nots. They sort of fluctuate between the haves and the have-nots. And, um, you know, he, he got that thing up on pole. So, you know, there's definite, there's definite talent there. There's definite work ethic there. You can tell he's a great communicator. Um, mm. So it'll be really interesting to see how he goes in 22 with JLB. Mm. He's, he's got to beat JLB. Yep. Um, he's got to be faster than JLB uh, to cement his spot there and to show his talent. And then, you know, fire into 23 with the, the Gen 3 and that'll really, I think, see where Todd Hazelwood is in the pack. Well, yep. when we when – we, and we've spoken to Matt Stone uh, very recently too on the program and you could sort of tell – that uh, this is a, a much different team that he's going back to and they're getting a different driver that they let go as well. Well, not let go, that they parted ways with. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's this silly season, Nimsy. I don't remember anything like it, Steve. Do you? Well, you say that every year, though, don't we? Imagine yeah, but it like gets crazy year. every year. It does. This one was just bonkers, though. Contracts it was. mean diddly squatitis. We've had, yes, we're re-signed. No, yeah. we're leaving. We've had for all... a few years. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever, pal. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, as my daughters would say, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here off and running on the driver's seat. Uh, I don't need to tell you guys to text him because you've been doing that thick and fast. But I will, if you want to join in the party, 0433981116 is our number on the driver's seat. We've got so much to get through. It is a big, big show, and we'll get to it straight after this on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to text in. Um, a big thanks. It feels to- weird, Nimsy. Was that? It feels weird. Well, my co-driver's gone. <laughs> He's bounced into another car. He's gone from one side of the studio because you destroyed a computer. He's gone all <laughs> the way over to another side of the studio. I'm, I'm a little bit off balance here. I don't quite know how to as, work all this. As, as young Thomas Mazira, who used to race, would say, Stevie, you're hard on the gear. <laughs> 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 but, um, hey, we'd love you to be part of the – well, we we, we moved Steve, uh, not because you boys have been talking through the ad break and we have to separate you, but uh, we'd love uh, Steve to be able to read the uh, the text line. He can barely read as it is, so uh, <laughs> oh, having him peep <laughs> over your shoulder <laughs> might be a bit harsh. So uh, text in 0433981116 because there is so much to talk about on the driver's seat, which is why we're going to get straight into our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. 
Yeah, Bendix Brakes is Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Where do we start? <laughs> I'd say let's start at the beginning, but uh, that we've only got a one, uh, an hour and a half show tonight. So, uh, look, as I said to you before, Stevie J and Nimsy, I, I don't remember a silly season like this, and I actually don't remember a week like last week because the announcements of the last seven to ten days of – who, where, what, why, and how have been extraordinary, Nimsy. Oh, it's been bonkers. Absolutely it's, bonkers. Well, because if you remember last week, Stevie J, we had someone text through saying, oh, you know, could Cam Waters be signing up at WAU? Yeah, and what's I think, the hold up, you know? Yeah, what's the hold up? Conspiracy, conspiracy. And I think I said at that stage, yeah, well, it could be, but not going to be. Yeah. Um, so we've had, I mean, let's run through it, boys. In the last seven to ten days, We've had Cam Waters announce he's resigning. He's re-signed at Tickford mm-hmm. with Monster, and they've re-signed Monster too, which is great for our championship. So, well done to Tim and all his team down there. Um, finally, Percat was announced at WAU. Finally, a homecoming. A homecoming. Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm, it's a bit weird on that one because remember I said to Todd Hazelwood just a few minutes ago, "How was the divorce?" Mm. Um, it was a little bit, it was a little bit testy when Nick left. WAU, or back then it was, was it HRT back then? or No, it was still Walker Shaw, wasn't it? Yep. So that was a little bit testy. So I'm surprised he's gone back there. But obviously they've all kissed and made up, so he's gone back there. Um, fair, fair sizable changes that have been made in that organisation since then, though. So yes. it's, it's, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Bryce Forward, gone <laughs> from WAU, as we kind of expected. He's found a home at BJR. And, of course, Matt Stone Racing has locked in JLB and Toddy Hazelwood. So, I mean, boy, oh, boy. Well, how many is that? That's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six drivers. Remembering that our field is, what, 23 cars? Yeah. Yep. So there's 23 drivers there and six of them. So that's a quarter of the field, essentially, without a home going into 2022. Well, you got Macca that's not we've been... st- And we've still got two more. Yeah. Haven't we? Y- we've still got two more. Y- Macca, uh, Macaulay-Jones is still... Not uh, announce what's happening with him, whether he's staying at BJR or not. Um, Someone's also got to uh, sit in that Grove Mustang. Correct. Um, Next to Davey Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. So we think, I mean, we think We Matt think Payne. that's going to be Matt Payne. We think yep. that's going to be Matt Payne. He's obviously got to get his super license. He's got to get a dispensation. Um, he is going to drive Super 2 for the end of this year. Um, is he still going to do Cup Car, Stevie J? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to do Cup Car and... Super 2 in an effort to bolster up his license points to, to get a Motorsport Australia, uh, what is it, a super license? Super license. Super right. license. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do that. So we're expecting him to be there. The, the question for mine is Macaulay. Difficult situation, Stevie J, because it is his family team, of course. But he does always struggle to get sponsorship, as a third and fourth car often does. And then you've got sitting in the wings with... Well, the fourth car in that team doesn't. Well, the fourth like car doesn't hit. No, <laughs> that would be that would be uh, Pete Smith and and um, and Young Smith mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, Cash. Not Pete Smith. Not 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 Peter, of the century, yeah. Pete. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that. Not one. Peter Smith speaking. <laughs> not that Peter Smith. Um, Pete Smith, the transport tycoon, logistics king. Logistics. I, king. I could have been pointing towards Andre or Bryce Forward. To be that car, you never know. But you just assumed it was going to be that. Well, it is. <laughs> you know it is, and I know it is. But uh, you know, it's interesting with McCauley. As I said, hard to get potential partnerships for that. Um, you've been in a family team, Steve. You know how hard it is. And then you've got 
Chris Pither on the outside, literally holding a suitcase of Charlie Ash. And <laughs> Every week. Uh, the Coke cash. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola not cola cash. Yeah. Yes, Coca-Cola cash. So could he slot in there and leave McCauley as a co-driver? I don't know. That one's just an interesting one. Mm. And, and as a team boss, I don't think that's an easy decision for Brad. Well, Brad's got a business to run too. And that's right. He's got employees. He's got a business. But blood's thicker than water. I, yeah, I, that's a horrible one, mm. I think, at the end. And I think McCauley is going to be told for the next four races at SMP and Bathurst, you better do something, kid. We're going to give you all that you can do. You better do something. Because if you don't, I don't know, Crispy might just slide on through. Tijuana Brass. He might get the Tijuana. Uh, he'll stay in He'll stay in and get, you know, I think we've got the return of the Pertec uh, Cup next year. So it'll be, there'll be Enduros there. You could drop him in. You still might earn 100 grand as a co-driver. I don't know. But, yeah, oh, I don't know. Don't know, mm. don't know, don't know, don't know. I'd hate to be Brad. I'd hate to be Macaulay. And right now, actually, I don't think I'd like to be Chris because where's Chris going to go? Mm. He's all dressed up. He's got the grouse dress. Mm. He's got the ripper transport. And nowhere to uh, go. got nowhere to go and go with. So, yeah, it's a tough one. When we talk about so there are literally two, potentially two seats that we're unsure of 100%. Let's look at the well, the open market, so to speak, because you got – Zane Goddard and Macaulay Jones are the real, you know, full-timers. Um, Zane Goddard, where's he going to go? Do you, could, do, you, do you see him resurfacing Co-drive. somewhere? Co-drive. You think he's done? Yeah, I think he's done for the for full drive, for full-time drive for next year. I think he's done. I just don't think he's got anywhere to go. Nimsy. I think it's the brass as well. Yeah. He's just got yeah. no brass to yeah. – or doesn't want to pay what needs to be paid to mm. continue in a seat. So, mm. Or may have the cash – but doesn't want to spend it at an MSR, wants to spend it somewhere else, like, a you know, a fourth car at Tickford or something like that, which mm. is obviously not an option. But, um, yeah, I've got a feeling that that's, that's sort of the reasoning for exiting that stage left. Mm. Mm, uh, what about this? So the people that are well out the door, uh, Lee Holdsworth, there was some chatter that he might be sniffing around for a seat too. Obviously, there's James Golding. I think Michael Caruso is sort of consigned to the fact that, yeah, probably not going to get back uh, outside nah. of co-driving. Nah. Nah. And uh, Alex Davison, who was a full-timer last year, but now he's a co-driver for um, Dick Johnson Racing, he, he never really was in the, a mix for a full-time seat either, was he? Nah. No. No, no, no. No, with all due respect to Alex, no. No, I don't think he was. Um, I mean, again, I, I know we've harped on it on the show before, Nimsy and Steve, but if I'm Zane Goddard, I'm going back overseas. Mm. I'm going to go back overseas and I'm going to try and get a gig in a Le Mans car or I'm going to try and get a gig in sports car in the United States the US, or yeah. something like that. I mean, Josh Burden today, who is, you know, one of the kids that, that – um, and it's got nothing to do with me, but it's a discussion that he and I had oh, six, seven years ago. I said, mate, go overseas. Got named with Andretti Autosport today as a driver for the LMP3 car at Petit Le Mans. Yeah. Go overseas, Zane. Those, it's not all about supercars. Get the hell out of here. Those those little LMP cars, they look like Jetson's cars. Yeah, they're unreal. <laughs> V8, lots of aero, sequential shifters. They're a good thing. Paddle shift. Paddle shift and big overseas. Yep. It's, so uh, all these kids, don't just look at supercar in the world, folks, because as you can see here, you can have big Charlie Ash, big cash, big coin, big wedge. And you still can't get a seat. Get overseas. I think the easiest way to put it is... There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. No cash. Which, is why, which is why Michael Caruso has made the sensible decision to 
he's listened to the advice and he's gone, you know what? There is no cash here. So I will mm. I will stick with co-driving and uh, being and a... T- and TCR. Yeah. You know, why not? <laughs> if you can make... I tell you what, Nimsy, if you can make 120, 130, 140 grand a year driving a race car, you are kissed on the you-know-what by the you-know-what. <laughs> That's a great life. How'd you be? What do you do for a living? Drive race cars. Not oh, bad. really? That pays these days. Oh, yeah, about 130 grand a year. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I might just buy a truck and then when people go... What do you do? I'm a driver. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a full-time driver, mate. Full-time driver. Uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You're listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. What was that? I have no idea. That was Stevie <laughs> already taking his headphones off and exiting the building. <laughs> Need a coffee, Nim. See you, <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Back with more straight after this. Classic. Jumpstart again. <laughs> this is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You can text in 0433981116 is the number if you want to get involved with the program. There's a lot happening in the silly season. Who do you reckon is going to fill that last Grove Racing seat? That that's a, that's the well as we said I think Matt Payne mm. Matt Payne's going to do that um, I think he's he's got the ear of Grove he is their junior he is going to do um, he is going to do Super Two at Bathurst uh, at the SMP in Bathurst <laughs> sorry <laughs> you just saw my desk rising <laughs> no, up on the cameras I'm not that excited about Matt Payne I'm just letting you know <laughs> I just sometimes I need to stand up rather than sit down while I'm doing the show so <laughs> 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 anyone's wondering no that wasn't uh, a yes. forklift coming into this gym. no 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 no, no. Hutchie, Hutchie sprung for a few bucks and we've actually got a desk that rises and falls in uh, the studio uh, so uh, yeah look I think it's going to be Matt Payne there's no one else connected to it it won't be Zane Goddard, um, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think it'll be Matt Payne. <laughs> um, I've, I've lost my track of, train of thought here. <laughs> so we're just going to go straight to this. Text in 0433981116 if you want to be part of the program. Right now, it is time to do this. And now, it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. They certainly do, and we do it thanks to Burson Auto Parts. They are celebrating 50 years. And where we let's go into the brief history of the person off the track update, if we if you don't mind, uh, because I now I know Maddie, you're not going to pat yourself on the back, so I'm going to do it for you. Uh, so now in the past few weeks, we've broken the news of the proposed Canberra revival. We did that first. Yeah, didn't um, that go down well? There was plenty of people that were happy about that. Oh, I was getting text left, right, and centre on the weekend from people that you don't expect. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, then that upset a few people. Then oh. you, you mentioned, you know, um, that uh, you were hearing rumblings that Nick Perkett would be leaving Brad Jones Racing, and what happened? Oh. We, we got the keyboard warriors out going, "Oh, but he's re-signed." Yeah. He's re-signed. <laughs> I love it how you go full Bojan when you talk about the folks texting. I have done and I've done many years of dealing with I'm AFL trade period. Bojan is very good. I'm gonna use yeah, that. Bojan. But it was very much Oh, but he's re-signed! What are you talking about? He's staying at Aubrey, mate. <laughs> he's signed. It's a contract. Jesus. Why would WAU have him back? He's a dickhead. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? He's re-signed. Anyway. Uh, 
<laughs> so uh, we also mentioned the return. It's very good from a Sri Lankan to sound like that, Nimsy. I might just say, well played. <laughs> We've also we also talked about the return of the Pertec Enduro Cup, and mm. last week we also revealed that there is going to be talks to bring back the Adelaide Five Hundred. So yes. we got, we've got more on that next week too. By yes. the way, Nimsy, just got, more, got a little little bit more tidbitty coming mm. for that next week. So we got a, we got a bit going there. We also have we'll, we'll call a spade a spade. We have missed the mark on odd occasion. We did yeah. say that there would be a double header at Queensland Raceway and. Uh, that there might be some racing at Winton, but you know, you win some, you lose some, and we've well, the we've, both of those. Hmm. To be fair, Nimsy boy, the both of those were absolutely planned and were meant to go ahead. It, the only thing that stopped, the only thing that stopped the QR thing was a, a gentleman that we're going to cover off in just a few minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and the Winton thing didn't happen because of borders. But apart from that, those rounds were absolutely happening. There you go. So um, we talked about the four. We talked about the four Eastern Creek rounds, S and P rounds coming up. Yeah, to be fair, so, actually, yes, yes. Mm. You know what? Because we did mention what was going to happen. There was two options on, and they've gone with option B. They have. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about that. Um, and there's look, there's a few things going on at the moment that I'm just keeping in the back pocket, Stevie J and Nimsy. There's. Some driver things and some track things and some ownership things and some CEO things that that a lot of people are wanting to talk to me about, but they're just a little bit nervous at the moment because things haven't been locked in. I tell you one thing, Nims, you know, again, I'm just going to be very mindful of what I say here, but there are, and it was, I was talking to a number of people about it at QR on the weekend, that there is potentially, potentially, and I only say potentially because there's rumour and innuendo, one, maybe two drivers who have refused to get vaccinated for this SMP event at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park, this this return to racing. Mm-hmm. Um, no one, absolutely no one will confirm it. It's obviously a very private decision. But if the rules are enforced as we, Stevie J, imagine they should be enforced, i.e. it's a double-vaxxed event, yep. we're going to know pretty quickly on Friday as to who, who's, who's missing. The, who's mm. missing. So I, we could be completely wrong. It, it could, could be all a, be scuttlebutt yeah. rumour. It could be a but, couple of co-drivers racing. <laughs> yeah. And that'll, and that'll be the interesting thing. In the, in the opening sessions, if we do have a co-driver, in inverted air quotes, um, that's going to give me an indication that the, the discussion around that might be real. I'm absolutely not going to say who it is. We will find out if it's real in the next 24, 48 hours, I suppose. Yep. And we know who it is just quietly, but we we're do not know, telling yeah, you. Yeah, we do know who it is, but I absolutely, no, that's, that is beyond the pale to name something like that without confirmed information. And it's a very private health decision. So um, if that is the case, it will be, it will come to light uh, as we go racing over the weekend. Well, I hope, I hope it's wrong. I hope the scuttlebutton rumor is wrong. We because will, I want this person in the car, but we'll see. We will find out on a Friday uh, come practice one. I can tell you that. But um, but thank you for giving me a little score on the Burson off track update. I reckon I I reckon I'm about eighty percent. What do you reckon? Am I about eighty percent, Stevie J, on the money? I reckon you're about eighty percent. Eighty percent. All right, that's, that's right. not bad. In, in school terms, that's an A, isn't it? You'd take that. I asked that question because I never got one in school, so I, was I just about had to, to clarify. <laughs> I was just like, look, I do know that a sixty is a C. Well, there you uh, go. I learned that very, very quickly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Um, that was our off-the-track update. We do it thanks to Burson Auto Parts. They're known for first-class knowledge and service. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. Back with more straight after this. 
This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. <laughs> Together, we are shaping and building Australia. It always gets to this time of the night and it's just like... I think it's fine, Nimsy. <laughs> I know, that, that, and that was one of the closest, I reckon. Mm, it was. Five yeah. seconds is probably as close, <laughs> nearly as... Have we been four? Oh, no, oh, we've been no second intro. He's just nah. gone, oh, and then he's gone. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, yes. And up, 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 up. A, lot of, a lot of scrambling effort. Yeah. Hey, Nimsy, well, I, know we were just talking, I know we were just talking about the Burson off-track mm-hmm. thing, but um, I've just had a bit of late mail. Have we got a, have we got a sound effect there for late mail? Late mail! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's underdone, mate. That is underdone. That sounded like a cyclist I just yeah, sent you on the WhatsApp group. That's, mate, that's... With that's, his little cycling belt. That's Ding. a correct answer on sale of the century. Uh. Um, I believe the new owners of supercars will be confirmed publicly tomorrow. Ooh. Yes. So we think we know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. So anyway, that that's a little bit of late mail from. I was wondering of, if you one of use, my sources behind enemy lines. I wonder if you can use that uh, sound effect there that you just played Nimsy with the no cash here straight afterwards. <laughs> anyway, we there's need no to get some cash t- here. Here, there's no cash. All right, cash, no. Robo, no, no cash. cash. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, we got to get some. We got to get to some text. Yes, look, because yep. they, they have we been really they have do. been covering in here a little bit. We do. So, um, hey, actually, you can read the first one, Stevie J. Once you're finished dropping everything all over the studio. <laughs> Did you want me to read uh, Hayden from Las Vegas? Or uh, you can do that. No, no, you could do. We haven't done anything. Thanks for joining the show. Well okay. Done. Well, I've I've had no screen at all, so <laughs> it blew up. Okay. Right. You can do. Uh, Hayden, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, boys, it's race week, and that's sick. But I got a little bit excited hearing Mr. Tetley T will be flying his <laughs> chopper. Out of Queensland Raceway for the last time very soon. <laughs> yes. Maybe I should John have read Tetley. that before I read it out. <laughs> John Tetley. Gone. I, I should have just left yeah. you. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> you may do that one. Yeah. We'll touch on uh, that one. Sorry, John. <laughs> I'm just I'm just reading what's on the screen, mate. We'll touch on that we'll one. We'll touch on that um, one a little bit later. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you? Tommy from Toowoomba. Yeah, come past. Good on you, Tommy. The big the great man and his son. Came past at QR, spent a lot of time with us, which is super cool. Mm. Says, hey, great. Hey, guys, it was great to meet you at QR on the weekend. It was great to see both Jet and Maddie have good races as well. Sorry, won't be listening live tonight. I'll catch up on the podcast tomorrow. Well, good on you, Tommy, mate. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for coming down and spending time with us and with your little boy as well. Uh, it was really good fun. So um, good on you, my man. Good to be able to put a face to the name. Mm. Um, little Mac, Little Mac here, Legends. Stevie J, as a 47-year-old recently retired athlete, what would you do, little Mac? Send us back a text and let us know what you did. Uh, Middle-aged is old. My life is something middle-aged <laughs> that starts with F and finishes with a, you know, a K or something. I think he's talking about me there mm. as a 47-year-old mm. recently retired athlete. Oh, he's talking. Is that you? Oh, Are you the recently I'm retired the athlete, athlete? athlete? I am the athlete. It's the first thing that comes into my mind when I look at you. Is mate, that guy's an athlete. Yep. Um, who else have we got? Cat like reactions from Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> hey, very quickly, Michael, who was actually on our Facebook, uh, wanted to know, and I said to him, you should send in a text. I said, Steve, how was driving a six cylinder Falcon at Bathurst in a 12 hour? It was. That was actually really cool. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. You know, we, that was when I drove an XR6 uh, for the. 
the Bathurst 12 hour with uh, my dad, Danny Osborne, as well, who was driving with us. And um, we finished sixth outright, Matty. It was, um, and we won our class by 11 laps. How many, how many six or 12 hour classes have you won or 24 hours? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've won. Uh, maybe. You don't know how many times you stood I'm, on the top step at mate, Bathurst. I have no idea. I'm not that. <laughs> I don't look at that stuff. Mate, I do as a hack. I look at the two I times know. that I stood on the top step and go, pinnacle. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Absolute pinnacle. That's good. Never going to get better. And I'm proud of you. And I'm um, proud hey, look. Of you. Oh, thanks. While, while we're on the topic of, um, of talking about uh, being at QR on the race weekend, yep. we, we have to mention... Uh, young Jet Johnson. Let's try that one again, shall we? Dret Johnson. Yeah, Dret, I, I turned into you bloody, sounded like Scooby Doo. Turn, turned into Daryl Eastlake for a second there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, got to mention Jet Johnson winning the TA2 Muscle Car Northern Series. What an effort that was! Absolutely. Now you got to be proud as punch for oh, that Jet. one, Stevie. I am, mate. I am. It's definitely. Uh, it was something that's. It wasn't even on our radar at the start of the year, to be honest. It, we were just wanting to get Jet into a car, you know, learn his craft a little bit, have a bit of fun. You know, we, we were surrounded by some great people, some great competitors, some great uh, operational people, you know, with regarding the TA2 business. Um, and, you know, obviously our little team, Johnson, and uh, as in workers, so myself and Ben, uh, TG and uh, obviously, you know, mum and dad and my wife, Bree and Lacey, we're all there and all our friends and family, you know, the in-laws were there, everyone. So it was just really cool and um, it was way beyond our expectation. We didn't expect anything like that. And um, for him to do what he did was, you know, just very, very pleasing and, you know, definitely a, a massively proud moment for myself and, and all the family and, and all the supporters and sponsors, you know, like they they really get a kick out of it as well. So, um, you know, hoping that uh, uh, 2022 is um, is some something similar. So we just have to wait and see what we can uh, what we can get up to. He didn't have it easy. Young Nash Morris was uh, bloody breathing down his backside for a good chunk of the day and uh, actually pretty much consigned him to the second step. Yeah. Yeah, Nash, Nash is... Is, is class, you know what I mean? Nash, he's been racing TA2 now for, you know, the best part of probably 18 months, maybe, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And, you know, he's done some TA2 rounds. He's won some TA2 Super rounds. Super 3. He's, Super 3. He's done Super 3. Trans Am, you know, he's done a lot of yeah, stuff. Really. He lives on a racetrack. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and he's 18 years old. So he's a couple of years older than Jet. So and Jet's, he's a Morris. And he's a Morris, you know. He's got like, talent. He's got the right people there helping him. Very talented people behind the scenes helping him as well. So... Uh, you know, you don't get to this point and beyond without help, you know, and you need, as as those kids do, they need to understand the help that they need and they need to take it on board and, and not be, you know, presumptuous in what they what they get and what they do. You know, they, they need to appreciate it and they need to understand what's going to make them get better and better as a, as a driver. So, you know, and I think they're both going in the right direction. Now, um, for those playing at home, Jet picked up a P3, a P4, P2, and another P2 in the four races. Uh, Nash Morris, as I said, was his biggest threat. Um, yep. Race two wasn't a fun one for Young Jetty or Nash, for that matter. No, no, they had, uh, they both had problems. You know, Jet was sort of to give you a bit of a snapshot of the the championship. If Nash won all four races and Russell Wright, who was Jet's main uh, com- competition, yep. uh, that's who he was racing for for the championship. If Jet 
one, uh, sorry, if if Russell came second every race behind Nash and if Jet finished third every race behind Russell, Jet would have won the championship by one point. So it was pretty close. But, and that's how it was going along after race one. Nash won it, uh, Russell second, and then Jet third. And we're like, okay, so it's gone from nine points to seven points. Race two, that's how they were sitting. Nash first, uh, Russell right second, and Jet third. Uh, with four laps to go, Jet's gear, gear lever snapped off, cleaner into his hand, um, right down off the gearbox. So there was no way for him to change gear, so the car was stuck in third gear. So he had to just keep going around and do what he could to finish as high as possible. He dropped back to fifth. Then Nash ended up having an issue, had to pit, and didn't finish that race. So Russell Wright, Jet's main championship contender, won the race. And Jet finished second. So all of a sudden, that seven-point lead's gone to one point. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty tight after that. So Jet came back from fourth to second in the third race, past Russell on the last lap, which was fantastic. And then, unfortunately, Russell had an issue in the last race, broke an axle on the roll-up lap, so he was really out of it from the start. But, um, boy, gee, what a, what a nervous wreck I was before the start <laughs> was, of that last race. I was about to say, that would have been, and even for, for Jet to have like, it's one of that, that age old sort of thing to use a sort of footy terminology, you know, you don't want to play, uh, your grand final on the wrong week. Uh, you know, you'd be thinking, oh, damn, I should have done this back then. Or have I, have I gone too early? Da, 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 da. So for him to yep. actually keep his composure and like, these are solid drives for, for a bloke that's literally jumped in a TA2 cart, what, a couple of months ago? <laughs> yeah. It's, it was only his third race meeting in it this year. So he hasn't done much, you know. He did he did a half a shakedown day, did one practice day, and then he was straight into the first race meeting. And obviously, we haven't practiced any days between the race meetings. It's mm-hmm. literally just the Friday practice of the race meeting, and then uh, and then into the Saturday Sunday race race event. So, um, you know, we haven't been out doing a million laps, and you know, I think he was pretty upset. You know, I was there um, doing his tire pressures straight after race two when he had that issue. And you could see it in his face. He had he had pretty watery eyes and he, he was pretty upset. And I said, mate, you need to obviously compose yourself. You need to understand that you're, you're in motorsport. There's going to be a lot more lows than highs. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you can get through this and if you can be strong with this, um, you know, the sky's the limit. And to his credit, five minutes later, he was bouncing around. He goes, I'm ready to go for the next race. Fix the, you know, fix the car. And he went out and probably drove his best race of the whole season in race three to chase down Russell after that issue and actually pass him on the last lap with two corners to go. What was that thing that you – I remember, Matty, you told me this many years ago when we first started doing the show, to finish first, you must finish. What is it? To finish first, first you must finish. That's the one. So, I butchered yeah, that. But and, <laughs> and I, you know. You were close. <laughs> no, you were close. You were close. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it is whether you're in supercar, TA2, Formula Ford, Formula V, go-karts. You've got to finish every race because accumulation of points puts you in a position where, you know, if you have been consistent and then all of a sudden you do stumble along at the end there, you've hopefully got a points buffer where you can actually take away a championship yep. as uh, as Young Jet did. So or, it was very impressive to watch. Or you could even walk away from the round with overall round honours in P2 and with a little bit of silverware, Mr. McKeldin. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just about to push um, um. I was just about to say that, Nimsy. How about, you know, you get Nash Morris that wins race one, race three and race four. Jet finished... Uh, P two or P three, P four, P two, P two, and wins the round. You know, Nash had won all three races, had one DNF, didn't even finish on the podium. Yeah, our big Manny McKeldin here scoops up P two, yep. crumb the ball, <laughs> uh, and Anthony Tenkate P three overall. 
It was sensational. Two old blokes, two old blokes taking out the uh, two final spots on the podium. It was great. I mean, it was a great weekend, and 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 it shows you exactly what we're talking about, Nimsy. Because I was not the fastest guy on track in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. But you're the fastest I, you've I think, ever been. Uh, I was the fastest I've ever been around which there. Is the no whole, doubt, which was our to goal. Team Johnson. It was. It was our goal. Absolutely. It was more like a test session, but. Um, Funnily enough, when you have a test session and the car's 100% right, you're able to do stuff like that. So it was it was a really good weekend for me personally. It was a great weekend for Jet. It was a great weekend for Team Johnson. So very, very happy with that. And, you know, again, um, I got an eighth, a fifth, a fifth, and a fourth. Uh, and I ended up P2 for the round. It- so... Consistent, consistent. Just got to finish every single race. It's actually pretty funny because uh, I, because it must be too. Because like it, it, they used to do live streams at the TAT, so I'm just frantically refreshing the Facebook page, and they put up a little <laughs> graphic with like the top five, and like I'm telling Steph, my partner, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Look at him. No, not Jet. <laughs> look, he's look at that. <laughs> it's been a while since you I've been on the front scoring page, mate. Let me tell you. So, but uh, uh, no, look, it was really good, and very thankful to for to Tony. My um, my engineer who came in over the weekend. I've never worked with Tone before, but he was outstanding. Um, you know, I'm not. I, my team is. I'm McAllister Motors. There's no doubt about that. On a race weekend, so um, we're going to see what what and how we play everything for next year. One thing I did have enjoyed is having the car in Queensland, Nimsy, because my car is normally in in New South Wales. Sydney. So it's been really nice to have it up here. Um, it's been really nice to go over it, do some things that we needed to do to it. And um, I'm hoping, as Greg from Upper Coomera has texted in and said, Steve and Maddie, is Bathurst a no-go for you too, given that the possibility of having two weeks quarantine on return to Queensland, I'm sure that you're not going to be on your Pat Malone there and deliberating this decision. Hopefully the rules will change on the 1st of December. Um, look, at the end of the day, if I can, and Steve and I can, I want to get there. So this mm. weekend was a test for my car and a prep for my car to hopefully get back to Bathurst. And if both Steve and I do get there, I know certainly I go there with a level of confidence after what we just achieved at Queensland Raceway. For a fat old bloke, mate, middle-aged old bloke, I was pretty happy taking home some Tim Ware, some uh, a dust collector. I didn't think <laughs> I'd get another dust collector in my career, so I'm pretty happy with that. So, and a big thanks to Stevie J, who did about five days' worth of work in three on my car. So good lad. And TG, you're a legend. Thank you, mate. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was very, very cool to sort of see. And uh, the TO2 Southern Series is actually set for around at Winton on the 12th and the 14th of November. Yeah, get around it, folks. If you're around Winton and you haven't seen a TO2 or a a National Trans Am car, get around it. Go and have a look at it because they're bloody good things. Very, very cool. I saw it at PI earlier this year. Geez, earlier this year sounds uh, like a different universe, doesn't it? Does, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and that, that, trust me, first off, uh, if you're hard of hearing, you won't be here towards the end of it. Uh, <laughs> or, no, if you've got good hearing, you will be hard of hearing oh, by yeah, the end of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Is what but, you're trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, if you can get on down and check out some of these TO2 muscle cars, um, do yourself a favor, as Molly Melden would say. Very, mm. very cool stuff. But uh, yeah. Keep them coming through. Your text on the driver's seat, 0433 98 11 16. Hopefully, things are they're leading towards the more optimistic side of things when it comes to borders and stuff. I think we're we're maybe, and I know I said this at the same time last year, we're coming towards the end of this. So fingers crossed uh, we do see a nice big field of TO2 muscle cars in the Trans Am at Bathurst, which includes you blokes as well too. But um, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more of the driver's seat straight after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. 
we are together. We are shaping and building Australia. Oh, Why does Maddie get all the raps? Doesn't matter whether it's on the text line or on my phone. What no one seems to. Oh, you got a TG, my good mate Tony Grant, who I introduced you to, who got you out of the proverbial on the weekend because you had no mechanic. Um, texting goes. Oh, I just want. To, what's your text? I want to text in. I want to thank Maddie for the rap on the. I'm like, oh, you gave you a rap too, mate. Thanks. Steve Johnson getting amongst it. <laughs> Legend, TG. Uh, so good. Did bloody well. Got me out of a lot of trouble, especially with my brakes. Oh, oh, or double. I would still be travelling somewhere. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to get in touch, just like Tom and Hobart has done. Trans Am slash TA2 would have been a good option for Gen 3, in my opinion. Watch them in January at Simmons and Baskerville. Is it Baskerville or Baskerville? Baskerville. Baskerville. Uh, don't back yourself, Mims. Hey, um, Tommy. <laughs> thought they were Tommy, great. Big noise and big action. Tommy, don't mind telling you this, that the Trans Am TA2 cars are likely to be back again in Baskerville next year to kick off the season. We're going to have a whole one-day thing there at Baskerville before then pressing on to Simmons. So, Tommy... You better come down and say good day because I will be there. I don't know. Are the TCM's going to be there, Steve? Uh, I haven't been sure. announced yet what's yeah. happening. Well, there you go. Looks I, like we're I've, I've go. heard an inkling that they may be, but I haven't. I'm not 100. Because apparently sure. it's a ripper little track. I've never been there. Yes, it is. I've done a lot of laps around there, just in uh, car lines, like road cars, like Porsches and Audis and stuff, and it's fantastic. So <laughs> it'd be very cool to have a race there. Ah, here we go. Here's a text coming in. We could read that one very happily. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I'm not going to do it, Stevie J. Oh, you can okay, do it. you guys are legends, and thanks for the awesome weekend. How good did the bomber get? How how good did the bomber go? Go, sorry, and the old bloke Matt, <laughs> <laughs> Tony hey, from Broadbeach. Good on you, Tony That's from Broadbeach. That we That's talking TG. about earlier. That was my uh, that was my spanner spinner from the weekend, and boy, did he do a good job. <laughs> Um, you can text into 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to jump on board the program. But yes, it is time for the race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. In celebration of uh, the return of Greg Murphy in car number 51 to Mount Panorama, we thought we'd look back at the famous lap of the gods in Bathurst 2003. In fact, let's relive it now. Scaife. Ambrose, the other guys haven't managed to do it. Now, Greg Murphy. It's a mammoth job ahead of him because that time of John Bowles will look as big as the mountain he's about to try and tame. The readout on the dash won't show him that, but it's showing that the Kmart Commodore is top of the game right now. Four tenths inside John Bowles' time. Is it online at the elbow? A little bit wider than he would have liked, but he stays with it. I don't think it's hurt him. He's up nearly 0.7. An awesome time so far from Murphy. And the whole fans in the background are roaring. JB, well, all you can do is laugh. at the moment. And all you can do is laugh because this is just quite simply an awesome lap. And Greg Murphy, listen to the crowd roar. He has released the shackles on car 51. And he is going straight to pole position for the Bob Jane t 1000. Murphy, a blistering lap. How good was that? And yes, Greg Murphy in Car 51 will be back, except instead of Rick Kelly, he'll be teaming up with young Richie Stanaway in a very cool-looking Boos Commodore. Oh, don't they look hot? Mm. 
the uh, the New Zealand version having a sort of angry looking Kiwi bird and uh, the Aussie one having an angry looking kangaroo. kangaroo. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. I like the way they've done that. Uh, so tell me, Stevie J, I wasn't there. You were there. Did you look at that in time? Do you remember that moment in time? Because it was pretty momentous. Do you remember looking at the monitor, looking at that time and going, holy cow. Well, all I remember was <laughs> I, I, I did that? look at that and go, what the? And then <laughs> ah. uh, just next door to us um, was John Bauer. And John Bauer was driving for John Briggs End, which was the Caterpillar Ford. Yes. And or it might have been, yeah, that was that was John Briggs. So, mm-hmm. And at, at that point, John was on pole position. Okay. It was. So I remember walking around the corner and I poked my head around and John was standing there in front of the TV and he saw me poke my head around and he looked over at me and I just remember the look on his face. He went from like a caramel colour to white <laughs> and he goes, and he goes basically mouth to me, WTF. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I just shrugged my shoulders and walked off. Yeah. Like, what do you say to that? It was just absolutely sensational. That's why I still think it's, you know, one of the best laps you'll ever see. I mean, every sport, in every sport, Stevie J, swimming, athletics, whatever it may be, new levels are reached, aren't they? And that was a day in our sport where a new level was reached. We never thought that we would see a time like that from a car like that. Remembering that the cars back in 2003 were, you know, they were H pattern. They were not a huge amount of aero, not a massive amount of power. So we never thought the tire wasn't as good. We never thought we'd get a 206. No. And then Murphy just comes in and, and gives that a slap down. And I think even when you watch the onboard footage, Nimsy, he's shocked. Yeah, he's. Because yeah. you do that occasionally in a race car. You do something and then you, you get across the line and you go, Oh, wow. Yeah, that was good. Um, and you could see that he thought that too. And as the thing that I thought, Stevie, which was unbelievable, was that teams came out of their pit bunkers, went to pit lane and clapped him because mm. yep. you, you come back reverse way up the up the uh, pit lane when in those days when you did a lap. Um, they came out and clapped him, didn't they? Every yep. team. Every team, every driver. The pit came lane out. was packed. Everyone was out of their garages. And just acknowledging what he had just done. You got to remember, he was, I think it was one or 1.1 seconds faster than P2. Unbelievable. That's just how much gap that he had. And, you know, I mean, we all talk at the moment about, and it's probably relative in regard to the the time then and the time now. You know, when you see Scotty Mack, you know, qualify on pole by four, five, six tenths of a second, Mm. you know, that's, you know, it's very, very close and very, very competitive now. Not, not that it wasn't back then, but um, you just got to look at that and go one point one seconds to P two. Yeah, crazy. That's, that's <laughs> like another. That's another light years. Yeah, cosmos. Yeah, <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff there. And um, look, the top ten is very, very cool as well. Like, uh, so Greg Murphy and Rick Kelly. This is Rick Kelly's first ever Supercars victory. To imagine your first win coming at Bathurst. That's pretty. Same with Perkett. Perkett had first win at Bathurst. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. He's in his rookie run at Bathurst too. Yep. Mind you. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff there. And just a couple of fun facts before we wind it all up. So five drivers from the 2003 Bathurst 1000 will be in action this year. So Greg Murphy, Russell Ingle, Garth Tander, Jamie Wincup, and Mark Winterbottom were all in 2003. And they're going to be in the 2021 Bathurst. But even though Murph is back, this, his co-driver. What about Craig Lowndes? 
Oh, yeah, Lansy's there as well. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, Lansy's there. The math is awful. So six drivers. Not yeah. bad. Not <laughs> bad at all. But uh, I, it, it is kind of like, it's one of those weird little stats too where even though, so Greg Murphy's back, but the guy that he won Bathurst with in 03 isn't. Rick Kelly, this will be the first time in 20 years that Rick Kelly will not be at Bathurst. So, Steve, given that you've been through this, there was a point in time, I think you did what, uh, 17, 18, 19 Bathursts? I've done 21. 21. Okay, yeah. so 21. So on the 22nd, the year of the 22nd, how'd you feel? Like, it's a genuine question. Um, After so many years, how did you feel was, not going through that process? I was pretty depressed, I think. I yeah. was pretty depressed, for sure. Yeah, yep. It not, And I think, honestly, and Rick might have had enough, um, but... I'm sure that he probably could have got a drive with how the silly season's gone. Sure. If he really wanted one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I th- for me it was just a bit of a circumstance thing at that point, you know, with DJR being in a little bit of strife and, and all that yep. sort of stuff. And then um, Penske coming in, looking, and that's when the whole Scotty Pye, Marcus sort of thing started. So, yeah, so it was just a circumstance thing. But, mm. um, uh, yeah, so pretty depressing really. Like it w- wasn't nice. And, um um, you know, I definitely do miss it. It'll be interesting to see. We should, you should, you should send Rick Kelly a text over Bathurst mm. and just say, "Hey, mate, thinking of you. I know it was your choice to go, and good for you. But I uh, hope you're going to cope okay with this kind of weekend because, yep. you know, God, I, well, I, I don't think I'm going to be there, and it's going to suck me not even being there. And I've never done a one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's certainly like you know, it, it's a real sort of one of those changing of the guard sort of moments too when. You, you know, it, it's like one of those things, like, to put it in perspective, like, uh, in terms of, like, ball sports, it's just, like, people always know Essendon Football Club with Kevin Sheedy as the uh, mm. as the coach. And mm-hmm. when he left, it was like, what? Yeah. What's life like without Sheeds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, every, also, like, in business and in life, Nimsy, um, we will all get on it and we will all get past it and we will look back on it with, uh, with gratitude and thanks that we're a witness to the years that Rick Kelly, Steve Johnson – you know, Steve Richards, all these guys raced and, and be glad that we were there and present for that, um, that, those careers because they were awesome to see. Because if you look at the future, there are a lot of names coming through and we don't know many of them. So, uh, you know, it, they were good days when we knew all the drivers. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was our Race Rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates Belts and Hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk some Formula One. That's next. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And we thank Kubota for their support. They've been doing it for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app, available in the App Store. Um, but let's let's talk about the United States Grand Prix because Maxi Verstappen, he has done pretty well. We were very, we're normally very used to Max doing this on The Driver's Seats. What about the other one? The other one. I'll give the other one more. Here we go. I hit the wall. Uh, copy, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way the engineer goes. Uh, copy, copy, Max. Max. Uh, right. But I tell you what, Nimsy, the the track at uh, at Texas. Uh, sorry, at yeah, Texas. Yeah, Texas sorry, Circuit of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas. Um, that has been always owned by Lewis Hamilton. That has been yeah, a Mercedes track. Mm. He is just. Well, he won his he won last year's championship at that track, didn't he? 
or it was or it was there no, or thereabouts. I think it was Mexico. Mexico. He won his championship last anyway. year, but I, I stand to be corrected. I am yeah. married. But so we were all, or me specifically, was like, oh, it's not really a Red Bull track. It hasn't been the no. last few years. Lewis Land. Oh, it's Lewis Land. Yeah, exactly. But very impressed that Max was able to pull that off. That's that's big, and that will give that team. They were already high in confidence, but man. That's going to give that team some big confidence for that the rest of the year. That was all strategy. Yep. They ran him long. They pushed him. He was being he was strategizing in the car with his teammate Checo, who finished third. Yep. Um, that was a monster team effort. Big risk because they knew Hamo was hunting him down. Another five laps would have been all over. Would have been Lewis Land again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they rolled a very aggressive strategy and they did really well. I mean, the race in essence. They've done a Mercedes. That's what Mercedes yeah, normally that's do. That's exactly right. That's they force their opponents into taking a strategy that is not optimal, mm. and that's what Red Bull did with Mercedes this yeah. time. Now, I mean, there's two things that stand out to me, Nimsy. Sorry to interrupt. No, cool. Was the show? We know if you look at an IndyCar race or an NASCAR race, the US folk can put on a show. Crowd wise, four. 100,000 people went to that track over the event. That is unbelievable. That's Indy 500 spec. Yep. Um, so good on you, US and Texas, to do that. The way the trophy was brought into pit lane, did you see that? Shaquille O'Neal in a in like a dressed-up um, Cadillac from 1975, dressed up to be like a cow. <laughs> 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 a big cow. And you put Big Shaq. You know, like nine foot Shaq or whatever he is up on the podium next to Max Verstappen, who's standing on the dais and is still shorter than Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, um, by it, feet! By it was it was theatre wise, it was fantastic. fun wise. It was a brilliant event to watch. And how good was our boy Danny Rick? Yeah, Danny Rick <laughs> punched it like if it was a boxing match straight out of the uh, at the ding of the bell came out. Throwing haymakers. <laughs> it was a cracker. That first two to three laps where he was fighting with Lando, Carlos. 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 Uh, Carlos and Lando. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Sensational. And finished fifth ahead of his teammate. Yep. Um, feeling good. Looking good. Is our Back Danny. to the old Danny Rick. Back it looks to like. Danny Rick. Loves America. Uh, was wearing the big hat, had the big mutton chops. Yep. I mean, how good is he as a Formula One? Like they're all robots, right? He was he was on a high after. They're all robots. Driving, he was yeah, he yeah. was on a high after driving Dale Earnhardt's NASCAR earlier on in that thanks week. To Zach. Thanks to Zach Brown, which was yeah. a bet from them, and that was yeah. some one of his childhood heroes and something that was a, a massive bucket. You wouldn't you wouldn't think an F one driver would have a bucket list, nah. But. I know. That's pretty cool. And, that's and, really and I, cool. Lo- I mean, I love what McLaren's doing. Forget Danny Rick. I love what McLaren's doing. You're seeing Zach Brown took a camera crew, went and got a tattoo of the Monza circuit and the date of Danny Rick's win. Got a tattoo down his arm. This oh, is the man who is in charge of, you know, a multi-billion dollar business. And is that that into it? Went and got a, a, a tough sticker on his arm of the Monza <laughs> of the Monza track. I just love what McLaren's yeah. doing at the moment, and and in fact, I love what F one's doing at the moment. It was a real show over the weekend. Unfortunately, the race wasn't unreal. It wasn't some of the racing we've seen this year. It could have been so a all the bit highlights closer. of the first five laps, last yeah, five laps. Exactly right. But apart from that, I just thought it was a it was a great event. Rather than just a great race, it was a spectacle. So, it was it's one yeah, of those spectacle. things where you know because like it's and it was perfect timing too because there was a lot of people in the office here. I don't know that we work at a sports station, but it's not often that you have uh, motorsport on the big screens over some of the other codes because they made it into such a huge sort of thing. Totally, it was, it was yep. and that's what you would like to see. 
Yeah, and Maxie's Maxie's on his way. Steve, he's now got a 12-point buffer from mm. Louis. Um, I mean, we go to Mexico now, which is, again, uh, could be a Lewis, could be a Max track. Um, then after that, I think we've got quite a few Red Bull. Yeah, well, we go to we go to Middle East then as well. So, um, yeah, look, I, I love the Mexico round too. It's usually in pit lane. There's like the full nightclub going on. Can party in old Mexico, yep. the boys and girls of Formula One. So, old Mexico. Yeah, I reckon it's uh, it could be a cracker. And and hopefully, Checo, how good would it be if Checo che- Perez oh. came in and won that race, throwing a spanner into the championship works? Because he's up. He's up and running, like finished third in the U.S., didn't have a drink, was suffering from he bad dehydration. He was third the weekend before too. Third the, the weekend before, so he's got some pace, has our Checo, right before he lands uh, lands in his home race. <laughs> how's, how's just quickly, Nimsy, how's the uh, – uh, we had uh, Danny Rick and the McLaren and Carlos Sainz had a little bit of wheel banging there yeah. on the first few laps, and uh, Carlos has written uh, – oh, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, that got a bit dirty. He did that on purpose. And then Danny Rick's reply, that's cool. I'm happy to be dirty. I'm a nice guy. So being dirty every now and then is all right. <laughs> How was he? Return There you go. But, um, yeah, very cool to see. Um, a hell of a spectacle there. But we'll take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was... I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> did you nearly throw the S-bomb there oh, on, the, on the show? I did a little bit. I'm looking at the screen. I'm just like, oh, my stars. We're about to go on here soon. <laughs> my stars. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh geez, my stars. Jeez Louise. And all of a sudden it's like. Oh, in defense. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaving and building Australia. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show, the all-new Driver's Seat app has podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Tony Quinn taking over Queensland Raceway because uh, we have mentioned this numerous times before that this is in the pipeline, but it looks like this man is handing over the keys. Tetley, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, That's yes. super. That's super. So it looks like the deal's done now for QR again. Well, so let's just, and that's you know, yes. it's been done before, but um, in the past, it's been obviously Tony Quinn trying to acquire everything that John Tetley had, which was Queensland Raceway, uh, which is Lakeside, Lakeside Park, well. um, which is you know, everything that Tetley had, even the races and the uh, the races program that he's got and and uh, the track attack stuff. But I think now, um, which has worked out quite good, so. Tetley looks like he's going to keep Lakeside Park and spend big money on Lakeside Park. <laughs> sure. And um, sure he is. Uh, and keep races and keep all the grassroots motorsport and all that sort of stuff that he's passionate about. Uh, and then Tony Quinn's going to acquire Queensland Raceway and spend a truckload on it. Which, if I'm a betting man, you would say that Tony Quinn will. And if I'm a betting man, you would say that Lakeside will not benefit from the promises made. <laughs> um, there is an old saying uh, that I often repeat to my children, Nimsy and Steve, the best predictor of future behaviour is past behaviour. So I would stand shagged, to be quite frank, if a ton of money gets spent over there. The funny thing with grassroots racing is that grassroots racing doesn't need awesome facilities. Yep. So... 
you know, uh, look, we'll wait and see. I'll wait and see if the deal gets done first. Once bit, twice, three times, four times bitten, um, once more shy. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. I am not uh, putting my house on it that the – You wouldn't say the, this is winks-like odds? No, <laughs> this is not winks-like odds that Lakeside Park is going to be the mecca for – Grassroots racing. But we'll wait and see. Let's just get the deal done first. Let's get the keys handed over uh, and the locks changed. And then Tony Quinn, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Quinn can do what Tony Quinn has and does do with every track that he acquires. Um, Tony Quinn has had a very, very busy year. I mean, he bought into um, Triple Eight earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, half owner. Yep, yep. So he's, yeah, he's, oh, look, he's definitely Tony's putting, investing hmm. big yards, big yard. He was out there on the weekend in a vintage Formula Ford. Um, uh, so yeah, look, he's he's he it was very vintage the way it was starting, Matty. The noise that it made, yeah, it sounded awful, didn't it? it sounded like he needed a new ring gear. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like he needed <laughs> new something and a, and a doctor. Uh, so yeah, Which I think ring are you um, talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, I think his grandson was in a newer Formula Ford, and yes. TQ was in a, an older Formula. Ford. Very old, yes. Um, so let's just get the deal done, Nimsy and Steve. Let's get the keys, and then we'll wait and see what happens. I hope, I genuinely hope, because it's got such a possibility for greatness at QR. That the money does get spent and the facilities do get upgraded and the safety is done so that the long-suffering fans of, of southeast Queensland can get out to a permanent racetrack and actually watch some high-level motorsport because at the moment, um, unfortunately, they are dead set starved of it. Now, it's a track that we have to race at because it's all we got, Stevie J. Yep. You either go to Lakeside or you go to Morgan Park in Queensland. They're eons away. So if you want to race your car, you've got to go and do it at QR. But yep. I'm, let's just get the keys handed over and the locks change and then we'll see what happens. Mm. One more time. Tetley, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's just texting, Jot Tenley spend money on Lakeside. Yeah, right. He has a return spring on the lid of his checkbook. <laughs> a return spring. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> um, keep your texts uh, coming in. We're about to wrap things up here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Almost time to wrap things up here on the driver's seat. And we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Oh, we'll wrap up some text before we pull the pin tonight. Uh, here's an interesting one too. Well, it's a good one. Mm. Um, from phone yes, ending in 690. When will we see a Johnson & Johnson Bathurst in the production car race, which would be the six-hour? Maybe even a Morris & Morris, a Paul Morris and, and uh, Nash Morris. We already have the three Ellery boys racing together in production cars for the six-hour. Now, that would be something to see. Yes, Steve, are we likely to see a Johnson & Johnson at the six-hour? If we can get sponsorship from Johnson & Johnson, we'd do it, no problem at all. Did you ever try and get Johnson & Johnson sponsorship with you and your dad? No, we didn't really. Mate, your commercial guy needed a smack oh, in the mouth. Tell me about <laughs> it. That's ridiculous. Mate, How dad, could you not go for that? Oh, my dad uses that baby powder like he drinks water. So 
Or like he drinks bourbon, <laughs> bourbon I should say. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Good to see the big dick out there too on the weekend. Yeah, he was signing, out there loving you know, it. Signing autographs, talking to a lot of people, which yep. is good on him for that. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, hey, that how good would that be? A Johnson & Johnson. It would be very cool. It's and that's still something a possibility. That, it's still yeah, a possibility. Still a possibility. Yeah, you say which Johnsons. Exactly. Well, it wouldn't be DJ. Let's be truthful. It wouldn't be DJ. It would be uh, it would be Stevie and Jet. It would be pretty that, cool, though. And that would be awesome to see. It'd what be... would you want to drive? Whatever's the fastest in the category. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the sponsorship money allows us to yeah, run. Whatever is the, the fastest is. What I is probably it? wouldn't drive a Suzuki Swift. It's... um. Oh, no, what, you probably would not drive. What a class of the Swifts again? Like class, oh, class, like Z. <laughs> class uh, S for slow. <laughs> S for Steve. <laughs> S for Swift. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I could see you in a in a you know an M three. Yes, I mean let's be, be cool. let's be let's be transparent and open. Beric Linton, who has great production car lineage, is Jet Johnson's godfather. He Come is. on, Bez, stump up. Let's get J&J &J in a car. Yep. Let's yep. go, Godfather. Triple Come J. On. Triple J. Yeah, give him Johnson, a Jet Johnson. Give him a real Godfather offer there. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that about wraps up the driver's seat for another week. Thank you to Todd Hazelwood for joining us. Thank you to Matt and Steve for jumping on board as per usual. And, guys, we get to go racing this week. Well, Yay! Yay! Hey, and thank you to Nimsy too, the legendary <laughs> guy that keeps us all together. The not-so-silent button pusher. <laughs> uh, we do our best here at the driver's seat. But uh, enjoy the four rounds at S&P. We'll catch it same time next week on the driver's seat. Uh, all thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia. Enjoy SMP. We'll see you next Wednesday. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91